Your life, you can play with it. You make your bed, you gon' lay in it. Do your thing, just be safe with it. Triple bucks in the state prison. Blue laces in my blue chucks. I ain't never gave two bucks. BT, I jumped the hood up. Asking if that nigga neighborhood what? Like I wouldn't take it to the back with you. Same nigga walking track with you. Same nigga shot a strap with you. Same nigga bought a sack with you 19 touching two birds Alpine is off a few swerves Gray leather in my white Lincoln Shit smelling like a new purse Two C's on my bitch shit My money rising like bitch quick Six words help you get this Rich rapper on some crib shit I pray for blessings as a young nigga Not to learn the hard lessons of a drug dealer Triple life with a gang enhancement The judge triple white and he hates your blackness He slammed the gavel with a racist passion Got you waiting on the pills but your patience passing And all you got to offer is a fight It's too late to run to Christ once you caught up in this life love been i mean i've been good man i've been i've been busy uh working with the high school team around here and um i'm actually working with a young men youth advocate group at the high school i used to attend so i just picked up doing those two so it's been, it's been exciting and i'm still we're still doing lionheart basketball like individual training and we have some group stuff stuff coming up uh in april Okay, for for the people who have never heard of Bro the Trainer, can you give them a little insight of your upbringing? Um, what like motivated you to become a trainer? Most yes. people, uh, most people become trainers after they hoop, or is yeah. that necessarily not the? That that wasn't the case for me, unfortunately. Um, so I was born in Far Rockaway, Queens, actually. And I lived down there until I was 10. And then I moved to Kingston, New York with my aunt and my mom and my brothers and sisters. So when I was in the city, I probably moved around like seven times, just seven different times moving around to different places because we just couldn't afford to like keep the lights on, even even couldn't afford the rent at certain times. So there was like seven times we moved around. And when I moved to Kingston, I moved around between the ages of 10 and 13, about four more times. So 11 times total. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I, I moved to Kingston and when I was 10, I kind of fell in love with the game of basketball. I ran, I was attending the boys and girls club at the time. And uh, Chris Sesh, who was kind of like my first coach kind of took me under his wing and, and kind of forced me to play basketball. I was a football kid when I was younger, like just liked football I was a big, like, uh, Patriot fan, Randy Moss fan. I always wanted to be a wide receiver. Makes so, sense. Yeah. So uh, that was – that was that like, I don't know how I kind of just fell in love with basketball, kind of being around him. And he always pushed me to kind of uh, be my best in the sport and in, in life also. 
and I've always wanted to coach. Like I used to try to coach my brothers and sisters with football, try to make them like better football players so I could get better. And then same thing with basketball. So I always wanted to coach or had some coach in me. Um, but as I got older, uh, I was so going into my senior year of high school, I was diagnosed with an enlarged heart. And I actually didn't tell anyone, like any of my coaches, because I didn't want them to give them an excuse not to play me. So only yeah. like my people that were close to me and my mom knew, like my mom was a little bit scared and she made me like take a stress test every three months. And every time I went down to take the stress test, they hook you up to all these like EKG machines and you have to run on a treadmill. And mind oh. you, I hate, yeah, I hate running. So every time oh. I would do it, I, I would, I would run until like the machine like got to the highest level. And so I could get cleared to play basketball. But <laughs> unfortunately yeah. that, that threw up red flags going into college and I didn't get a chance to play college basketball, which was one of my dreams, but uh, it worked out for the better because I got right into student assistant coaching when I went to SUNY Delhi, And that's kind of where my training career kind of started and has taken off since then. Okay. That's, a, that's something I didn't know about you um, health-wise. I knew mm -hmm. you played high school. Um, I met you through Brian. Um, mm -hmm. Shout out Brian. He's doing amazing things. Yep. Um, um, and I, I never knew about your health condition. Obviously, it's not something people just say, hi, I'm Ro. What yeah. health condition? Um, yeah. <laughs> but but you never gave up. Like, no. like you found a way to still be, be in, intertwining with mm -hmm. basketball, whether it was training, assistant coaching, um, even – getting them shots of helping your family try to achieve what you couldn't at that you know at that time being so mm -hmm. salute to you um how um what is your like philosophy of um training with you like what's uh, your goal like what's your golden standard uh i mean we have standards that everyone has to follow uh that you you know of i sent to you because you were training with us for a while and it's mm -hmm. it's just like uh, basic things like showing up on early uh, on time. We we say early, um, saying thank you to like uh, our interns. You don't. I don't care if you say thank you to me. You're paying me, so I guess that's a thank you <laughs> enough. So saying yeah. thank you to our interns and and thank you and just talking to anyone that's in the building, uh, picking up after yourself, um, and and being willing to be to handle constructive criticism without without like kind of being a baby about it. I guess that's the nicest way I could say it. So it's just things like that. We believe our standards are things that anyone could do. So like yeah. it's, we, we believe like if we looked at it and we said if, if someone was disabled, like physically disabled, could they show up on time to our gym? Yes. Could they pick up after themselves? I mean, depending, yes or no, but yes, most people that are coming to training, yes. Can they say thank you as long as they don't have like a speech disability? They could, so like we looked at things like that and that's kind of how – my my basketball uh standards are and it really has nothing to do with basketball like we and one of our standards are we encourage mistakes so like everyone that comes in some of our drills are a little bit different maybe a little bit harder and and we don't we don't like criticize you because you're making a mistake or anything like that we encourage those and we, and we applaud those in our gym and as a person who actually um experienced your training sessions i personally loved it Mm -hmm. Um, unfortunately, when that time came, um, I had to talk to my fiance about like, like expanding my basketball career mm -hmm. and then it, it just got 
to a point where it was like, okay, let's be realistic here. Yeah. Is it is it helping me or is it helping us yeah. as we begin to try to become one as a family? Yeah. And and so I just put that on the back burner. But the one thing is, is I thought I was good. Yeah. I was one of the fundamental people, not too flashy, but I had a handle and I was quick. When I trained with you, it like, it was, it made me like peel back another like layer of my potential. Mm-hmm. Like, like you was asking questions like, all right, what do you work on? Not mm-hmm. like a, like the only time we, we did pre-planned stuff was also just the first day of like, yes. all right, how do you, I had to get you know a little feel of you. I had to see mm-hmm. what you can do. I I probably heard about you, but you told me stuff. Mm-hmm. You guys showed me. So then after that, I was like, "Yo, he's putting me through like an actual high level workout, not just a a uh, workout drill, drill, talk, talk, chat, drill, yeah, talk, yeah. talk, chat." <laughs> so so, and also I've I salute you for like like giving that that whole 30 minute window 45 minute window hour window whatever window it is time frame wise you maximized yeah. it yeah to the, and like and like it was like what I'll, I'll say 30 second break not even if that yeah so i experienced you definitely pushing people to the best of their ability and even yeah. if they may not see it or gotta like sharpen up a few tools you yeah. definitely you like you brung that out of me and I'm older. Like I'm twenty seven. I'm not in college anymore. I graduated. Mm-hmm. But like I still use it in men's leagues, in higher level men's leagues. And mm-hmm. you know, I still just it sticks with me. Like I right, hold everything accountable. Always, you know, be nice, yeah. be you know, you know, respectful. Like so that's one of the things that when I first met you, I was like, Oh, he's really a nice guy like he's down to earth and genuine like yeah and then after like like prior i was like yo i'm considering him like a, a friend like yeah like not just a yo i could i consider you a friend too just so you know thank you you know <laughs> i feel good you know and like it's like anytime i could text you you're always like giving you your all yeah. so salute to you on that as well yeah. um i appreciate it. yeah i mean the the biggest thing that I always – I think I – I don't know. I've always, like, play, younger players always come to our gym, and the first question I ask them is, like, are are you afraid to be here? Like, have you heard that I'm a mean person? And they're like, yeah, I'm like, I'm a little afraid. And after I ask that question and they go through the workout, they realize that it's not that I'm mean. I just really, really, really care about you. It has nothing to do with me. Like, you drove all the way from Connecticut to come and work out with me, and if I gave you a shitty workout, first of all, I would I – would, if I gave you a shitty workout, I hope you would tell me because I need yeah. to be better. And then and then you spent your money. So it's like I want to make sure I'm doing my best to – and if that means that I have to chew your ass out a little bit – I don't mean to curse, but if I, no, if I have to like – if I have to bark at you a little bit to get you to do what I need you to do in this session, then that's so be it. You know what I mean? Because you're, you're paying for this session and to get better, and I would be doing you a disservice. And most of the time, especially younger kids and even you, like – you're, you're trusting me with your biggest dream. Like most kids, the top three thing, like I could tell you the top three things for me when I was younger was God, family, and basketball. 
So I wouldn't I wouldn't let anyone play about those three. So I'm not gonna let someone come in our gym and and play about someone's biggest dream. I'm gonna try my best to make sure I maximize, like you said, maximize the time that they're with me, and hopefully something sticks. I I agree with you a thousand percent, and I've seen you even after I I stayed after or you was um finishing up a workout like. Mm-hmm. Like you take that time to like actually sit there and be like, all right, so yo, um, John, can you um you know warm up with Gary? And then you sit down with that person and like have a conversation, like, all right, how do you feel like this went? How do you feel like your um shooting was? How was the drill? How can I help this? How can I do that? Like, is there anything I can do or something that you, yeah. you didn't like? So like Yeah, so I think the biggest thing about that is I'm starting to learn the best way like there's so many other trainers or even around this area that you can learn from. But yeah. I feel like, like even this morning, like even just recently, the past two, three days, we had a couple of individual workouts. The best way to learn for me, I believe now is just from the players. Cause they like, even me, I'm a, I'm a different learner than most people. I'm a more audio and visual learner. So like yeah. with our players, like sometimes like we had three individual workouts and I asked all three of them, like, what do you like best that I do? Do you like when I sit back and observe and then correct, like after you're done with the drill or done, like ready to move on to the next spot? Or do you want me to coach you through it? And two of them said they just want to observe and work through the mistakes. And one of them said they like being coached through it. So now I know, you know what I mean? So now I know that this is what you like and this is how you want me to coach you during this session. So I've been, I've been trying to really learn from more players than other coaches at this part. And like, I mean, I still learn from other coaches, of course, but I, I ask a lot of questions, as you can tell. Who is um, who is like a few coaches that you like kind of looked up to? Well, or not even coaches. I guess just basketball minds. Or yeah, yeah. Let's go basketball minds first, and then just in general, like you know your mentors and stuff. I think basketball minds. My mentor right now is Phil Begner, who is based out of Arizona. Uh, very like low key guy. I mean, he's kind of bigger on Twitter right now, but same thing. We have the kind of same mindset and kind of came from the same similar background, like not a lot going on as far as childhood and like probably shouldn't have made it as far as he's made it. And as far as I plan on making it and I've already made it at this point in my life. So he's someone that like, literally I call, like we talk on the phone, like every two weeks, like if I don't call him for a while, he'll call me and and like thinks I'm going Hollywood on him and I'll do the same thing to him sometimes. <laughs> he actually ignored my call the other day, but he uh, shot me He shot me a text because he was actually, he wasn't at home, but he's some a guy that I, I really like lean on for as for mentorship. And like, there's so many other guys that aren't basketball people that I look up to. Like, I mean, like for instance, like my girlfriend's father is someone that he doesn't know, but he's someone that I look up to as far as like, just how to be a man almost, you know what I mean? And the way he raises his family. And then my own dad is someone I look up to when like, like how to be calm in every situation and not to, so it's it's not really a lot of basketball minds that I try to pick because, especially because I've been coaching in the section a little bit that it's like, these coaches aren't as good as, as they're advertised to be. <laughs> Sorry to say, but it's, it's yeah, kinda, yeah. That's, so like, it's not like, I don't really know a specific coach around this area that I would say that, I've gotten a chance to like say like all right, well Cody Cody from uh, Poughkeepsie is a guy that I haven't ever picked his mind, but I like his coaching style. I've been to a couple of his practices, 
And I, really, yeah. I, I enjoy how he holds his kids accountable and he gets results that way. So he's probably the other Kobe. guy. Yeah. Besides that, um, I don't really have like uh, mentors for basketball wise and stuff like that. Okay. That's a, I feel like we're in the same boat. Um, mm-hmm. My fiance's dad is like, like someone who I kind of like look up to family wise. Yeah. Like he's, he's into like Buddhas and he's always calm mm-hmm. and he just, he'll just hit you with like a crazy like quote or like metaphor. You're like, huh? Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> wait, what book is this? He's like, boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, oh, and yeah. then there's always a lesson behind it. So like, mm-hmm. so like me, I used to always be just hot headed and always, always just responding, never really thinking. Mm-hmm. So now I try and think about, about, all right, what can I say to Jancy that doesn't sound crazy or feel yeah. like I'm attacking her, right? Mm-hmm. Or like, what am I saying to another person? But at the yeah. end of the day, sometimes it's just how I'm just really straightforward. So yeah. how how it comes out, it's not intentional, Yeah, you know? But, um, but yeah, like, that, and I, I mean, that's something I'm still learning myself, like, I'm trying my best not to turn our debates into arguments. Like agree, like same thing you're saying with like trying to, I guess, not say something so bluntly because that's a, like I get so stuck. I'm sure you get to suck stuck the same way where you're in like coaching mode all the time. So you're oh, yeah. really like I'm really like nitpicky sometimes with with my girlfriend. I got to take a step back and like get out of that mode and realize like, man, this is this is my girlfriend. Like, yeah, it's all right for her to, you know. So she hit you with, you know, one of those, yo, I'm not one of your players. Players, you know? yeah. I've you heard that probably one too many times. It's like, it's like, why are you talking like that? It's like, you know what? I'm going to just step out the room real quick. We're going to, yeah. you know, rewind this whole scene and act like it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because if not, you know, happy wife, happy life, I heard. So, yeah. I'll experience that. Um, Even, you know, let's, let's speak on you know how you have a really good relationship obviously with you know your girlfriend Mm -hmm. um how how has that kind of like changed your whole perspective or helped you out in life she's a we've been together for like eight years since i was a senior in high school so all through college and obviously all through her college but um i think she really is better than i am business-wise and like mm. now I'm starting to listen to her, but even before I probably should have listened to her when I was younger, but I was stubborn, but she's better than I am business wise. And it's always, I feel like good to have someone that is challenging you a little bit and like always kind of pushing you to do more, even if it's not like a spouse, but like she's a person that always knows that she always believes that I can do things and, and kind of pushes me to do more than I think I'm capable of my own sometimes. So in that aspect, mm-hmm. she's, she's really good about that. Um, and then, and she also teaches me like how to balance like my schedule as far as like, this is a human being that I claim to love. I'm not saying I don't, but I'm saying like, yeah. I don't, there's times where I go days without like spending time with her. And it's like, I got to take time. And like, now we have a schedule where there's like Wednesdays and Friday nights are, are our date nights. So, those are nights that I'm like, I don't answer the phone. I won't text anyone back. And if I do, like, she'll say something about it and, and I got to respect it and put the phone away. So, like, she's been helping me be better at, like, 
work-life balance and, and stuff like that. And so she, she's, it's been great. And she's been, she's always been big, big about like making sure that everything, like my business gets taken care of because she's care, she cares about it. She doesn't know a lot about basketball, like game-wise, but she knows like a lot of the business side of things. So that, that yeah. helps big time. Mm, business-wise. Yeah. What she graduate with? She graduated Please. with a finance degree, 4.0. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah and we're going to have to have a combo about, because I need tips on how to just balance out shit, too. And, like, it's hard when, like, obviously, you don't want to hear it from your significant other. Like, all right, you got to boom, 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 boom. It's like, yo, you always nagging. Like, no. Yeah, like, yeah. But, but like, just just sometimes just be like you know what you're right yeah. and it may sound like like sarcastic and i'm like no you're dead ass right like mm-hmm. like so, I, I was wrong you know yeah like even like so like a recent not recent because it happened a couple of months ago but like a story i can tell you is like i live we live separate so she she lives with her parents and i live on my own in an apartment and one time she came over for date night we didn't go out that night and like my house was like a mess and she was upset and she was like like listen like I'm your spouse. I'm I'm coming over here to hang out with you. And like, you're leaving your place messy. You have no respect for me. And I was like, at first we argued about it a little bit. And then like, I was like, and then we sat down and talked about it. like, you know, you're right. Like I don't have, that's not showing respect for someone that is coming over to my house that I, I want to hang out with. Like if you, if you were a new girl, not, not saying I want a new girl, but if you were a new girl, I'd probably clean the house. But I got so comfortable with you just being here. Yeah. So like, so like now every time she comes over, the house is clean. Like I wash the dishes. We I have wine for her. Like so like just things like that. Like she raises my standards and holds me accountable to my actions. Also, which is amazing due to like off the court, then you bring it on the court, and then adapt yeah. it to like regular everyday life. You know, mm. um, it's amazing. Like you know, women are just amazing. And yeah. even as much as we say they're wrong, yeah. they're probably right. But you they're just don't like right. you just don't like how they said it to you. Mm. That you know, like you dribbled up and down the court, but you finally made a basket. But you wasted mad time off the clock. Like yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> that's like what it is. Um, yeah. what are some um, what are some like books or, or like quotes that like you've read and it always stuck with you? Like mm-hmm. a few books that you have read. Uh, so, I mean, I can probably give you like a top five book. Um, mm. so I don't, I want to put it in order. I don't have it in order, but I would say like the Malcolm X autobiography. I read that I started it last winter and then I finished it in the beginning of the, or at the end of the summer. So I guess beginning of the fall. And that I, I was blown away by that book. Um, I, I recommend every man, no matter what color should read that book. Um, because it goes more into like um, a lot of political things, obviously, but more into like how disciplined he was as a person. And that's mm. something that I'm trying to master is like how to be self-disciplined. Like him and I have different religions, but the way he was disciplined and his, his religion really inspired me to dig deeper into my religion. So that was, that was, I would put that in my top five books. David Goggins has a book called, um, let's see, I have it on my bookshelf. Let me grab it. Uh, he has a book called Can't Hurt Me. I put that in my top five. Uh, David Goggins is like a Navy SEAL. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's he's probably yeah. a little bit of a psychopath, but I read his book this past fall, and I, I put that in my top five. 
Um, I the True Measure of a Man by Richard E. Simmons. It's more of like a Christian book and how uh, men like really uh, kind of how you can redefine success as far as like um, not not equating success with the amount of money you have and like the achievements and awards you get and like staying humble within everything you do. And, and you'll notice that more things good will happen for you. And then the other book that I would say, was that four books? That was three books. Yeah, I think it's three. You said the three. Malcolm, the, yeah, that's three. Uh, I would say Screw Tape Letters. That's another Christian book that was, um, it's kind of about like how, it's I actually had to listen to it on an audio book, but it's kind of like how, um, the devil will tempt you with things that you don't even realize and like how you can fight those temptations. So kind of like staying disciplined again. Um, and then the other book I would say I would put in my top five was probably uh, compound effect by Darren Hardy. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like, again, routine self-discipline and like how the little things you do eventually add up and, and adds up to success and stuff like that. As far as, as far as quotes, I mean, one of, one of our, I guess one of my things that I do is as like humility, I always say, and in the book, uh, the true measure of a man, man, uh, there's a quote in there that says, all I am and all I have is a gift from God or from others. So that's a way Mm -hmm. that I, I I keep myself humble because uh, I mean, I think it's really true that without people pouring into me, I wouldn't be able to be where I am right now in life. And without the gifts God gave me, like my limbs and my, like, even though I have a heart condition, I still could breathe and and stuff like that. Like, and I thank God every day for for being awake and just alive and getting another chance to to live the dream. So that's something that I'd really try to live by is that quote. That's those books actually really good. I think I, I've seen it, but sometimes it's just hard for me to read books. So I got to find yeah. the audio book. And then it's just like, it's different when I'm, like, I don't know, I'm weird. So like, if I'm listening to an audio book, it's like, all right, I have to have like a certain like tone because I don't want them to like, sound like all British or like a certain yeah. way. So I got to like find that right, like median of like, all right, you could talk to me. But I'm gonna have these earphones and and I don't want it to be weird as as fuck. Yeah. So, so what, just uh, don't be whispering in my ears. Like that's crazy. So my biggest struggle right now is trying to figure out how do I re- like how do you remember all the stuff that you read or like heard? Like I don't know how to like that's why I couldn't even really tell you a quote because I have it written down on my computer. But like there's so many things that I have to review that I'm trying to find time to go back and either reread these books or or find a. Uh, a way to like put it in the system where I, do you have like a way that you do that um i think it turned into a muscle memory so like okay. when i would but also like my field of work is like mental health so mm-hmm. when i'm working at like you know the um, mental health hospital it's more just uplifting making the kid patient adult feel comfortable enough where it's like i in being versatile enough to be like do you you read books, it like okay. no, and then it just like kind of like muscle memory now. So mm-hmm. I would like always tweet like a quote that always just came, you know, at that moment. So because once I tweet it, if one person 
retweets it, my mentions don't move as fast anymore. So I'm going to see it. Mm. So it's kind of like muscle memory. So once I speak it into existence of the whole universe, um, mm-hmm. Twitter, that's my remembrance. Also, I just, if I kind of remember a quote, I'll just mm. e- easily mm. Google or I keep it in my notes. I, I have okay. just just notes of just quotes like um and, and do you review like, those notes like often um i do okay. i actually review them i open up like I, i've been trying to avoid social media apps mm. and i've been trying to open up more of like my notes because okay. like i kind of treat like my notes like you know chapters of my life you know because like okay. i have i used to write so like me writing the poetry it brings me back to that time mm. so when I write quotes, it, it brings me back to that time, that page, mm. that like motivational spirit, then nine times out of 10, I'm motivated by that or I'm motivating someone else. Yeah. So like, okay. so like, so like, it's kind of like, you know, so, some people just know the quotes of the Bible by like the back of their hand. Yeah. Right. My grandmother. <laughs> right. So yeah. if, if, if you kind of treat it that way, okay, of just off of the top, like he who who says he can and he who says he can't is both mm-hmm. usually right, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. from pa- Paul Coelho, mm-hmm. I I think so. But that one always stuck with me because that just means you can make a choice, mm-hmm. like like you can go give it your all within the five minute span that you're training or or hooping or doing whatever in life because if you don't do it okay if you do yeah. do it okay it's like mm-hmm. it, it's like you know head, heads or tails mm-hmm. so i just always try to implement some sort of m- motivation every morning whether yeah. it's me just being a kind person that's me mm-hmm. motivating others you know everyone's like yo why are you so hyper Mm-hmm. life because like my past is just crazy enough where i've been down in the dark mm-hmm. so so i can't be there no more so yeah. i gotta stay up head above water you know mm-hmm. but, um so but, with you working with like mental mental health patients like do you think now because of the virus and and all that stuff do you think it's like, how do you think through the, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but how is it now compared to, how long have you been in the industry? Um, Like, job-wise, I've been there, like, I've been in the actual, like, mental health field, field yeah, for what, 20, like, 2016, 2015 when I started um, Scattered Thoughts. Okay. So, but jumping into, like, the actual, like, I want to call it, like, not like a, I wasn't a pro or expert or like a knowledgeable person. I just thought depression, sadness, anger, emotions, done. No. Mm-hmm. So now that I am in it and I experienced it, obviously, as an athlete, mm-hmm. um, so many emotions up and down and it's crazy. So now I'm in an actual field <laughs> yeah. for like two to three years, seeing kids every day, seeing their um they're like files and stuff nine times out of ten though i don't even like i don't even read their actual files mm. only because one like i don't want to judge you or look at you in a gray light yeah i, I want to like i'm working here not just because of the actual money because that field 
we don't make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So so anybody in that field, you could tell is very passionate, one caring, or or is very uplifting. Because mm-hmm. if you're not, then you're just, just making the money and you're just being miserable after a time. Yeah. So so like in all reality, these kids need someone beside their dad or mom that they hate, right? Mm-hmm. So why not bring them something that they don't experience often? You know, mm-hmm. quotes, um, laughter, joking, just getting to know a person by what they're saying, but then also what their actions are, you know? Because mm-hmm. as working with kids that have, like, mental illnesses, yeah, they're still, like, like humans. Yeah, <laughs> Like, most people be like, yo, he he's crazy or like like working at a hospital i stopped saying certain phrases like you know and also i work at a school or Mm -hmm. a school for um autistic kids so Mm -hmm. i don't even use the r word anymore i don't use you know retarded like i don't even use those words just because now i'm in a field or like i'm in a realm where like everyone's human Mm -hmm. so working in the in those two fields it's like maybe we're just stupid and you guys are just normal (laughs) yeah like yeah because because like humans are just are just either a helpful you know person or a piece of shit or a selfish person Mm -hmm. there's no real you know median to it but but that's just how i try to remember it by just always giving out game so when i'm like yo you remember me yeah you know you told me uh he who says he can't boom all right okay yeah now right. it's kind of like um like playing handball you, you, you know at the y right mm-hmm. a quote is out boom they feed it back to you or if you keep reading it enough it'll pop up in you know your head yeah like a random lyric you, you know mm-hmm. you could be like uh horses don't stop they keep going. You're like, damn, where did that even come from? Like, why yeah. did I just say a young thug quote, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how I kind of treat quotes and stuff, like, like music. Mm-hmm. You know, I okay. just remember it, and then I'll just like say it randomly. Most mm-hmm. people think, you know, I'm like speaking to you know, in tongues, but yeah. <laughs> like, but that's just me, you know. Mm. Yeah, um, that I think that's like where I'm working with at the high school, I'm working with like young teens of color, young men of color and kind of advocating for them. But the biggest thing I'm trying to do is kind of rewiring their thinking. So like a lot of times that, and like, I don't know, if I don't know really much anything about them. Like, I don't know if they have any mental health issues or anything like that. But like my biggest thing is trying to, because I just believe our standard and well, for young African-American men, in general but just and kingston is really low and yeah. i mean i don't i don't care who hears this because I, I tell people this all the time but like our standard is really low like i even said it to them the other day like you guys get 70s and you guys and every teacher and everyone pats you guys on the back but you guys are capable of so much more and like a 70 is good but it's mediocre still you're still average you know what i mean like you want to do the best the best you can is a 70 then pat yourself on the back. But I know some of you guys are are better than a 70. So how do we get you guys to realize that? And like, I'm trying to rewire their thinking to thinking that 
man, I don't want to be average. I don't want to be just a 70 student. I want to be some, especially if I'm capable of more. Yeah. Like I want to be a student that can get 80, all 80s and, and get on high honor roll and, and set myself apart from the pack. So like, that's, that's my biggest, it's not a struggle, but that's kind of what I'm dealing with, with the, the job I have at the high school. You should, I mean, how many kids do you like work with in a day? So like our organization is called Brothers at Bard. I think in a day, myself, I probably make, we call them touch points. I probably make 20 touch points. I'm trying to get to 20. I think I've gotten like 15, 17 the most, but I try to get 20 touch points and it's, it's, it's all different. Like sometimes we're talking about girl issues. Sometimes we're talking about sports. Sometimes we're talking about getting these kids grades up. Sometimes we're talking about things that's going on at home. Like it's, it's different every time. And I, I always remember myself as a young African-American that I didn't want to talk to anyone that I didn't trust. Like it took me Mm. a really long time to trust you because I just, especially because my dad wasn't, always in my life for different reasons but I felt like as a man that if my own father didn't want to be in my life why would you want to be in my life as another man you know what I mean so that was my issue and so I don't know if that's the same for them and I'm still kind of like I've only been on the job for like two three weeks so I'm still kind of figuring things out oh so you're fairly new then so yeah yeah what I would suggest is it's kind of like meeting a new friend right Mm -hmm. like think about like random questions at times um just be random so whatever's on their actual mind they got to think outside the box now mm-hmm. like at, like my job we got to do a, um hall checks right and i'll be like yo like i'll walk into a room and be like yo if i call your name um and give me your your favorite fruit or you know your favorite movie because okay. that also sparks up conversation. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not anything regular, right? Yeah. It's not a, you know, I want to die. I want to do this. It's not. Yeah. It's out of the ordinary. It'll have you stop thinking about what was on your mind. You're like, damn, what is my favorite movie now? That yeah. you think about it, and now people are all over here, you know, debating and stuff. So, I try to just kind of veer away from the obvious, right? But then also I tell kids, people, if you was, well, hoopers, right, or athletes, if you was to shoot 70% from the field, are you satisfied? Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, but if you could have shot 90, 85 to 90, would you do it? Yeah. So why don't you do that in your classrooms or in tests i was a person who just was happy by getting by yeah me but too if, <laughs> but if i was to redo it i would give it my all and and take out a, a lot of things and try to be more successful because yeah. i had goals to to you, you know make it out the hood mm. out the crib college pro yeah. so you gotta kind of like 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 learn them like i yeah. would like like hold them accountable like what's your five five goals that you want to accomplish then what's your three goals that you can't that's in reach you know yeah um kind of make it like you know a pyramid right Mm -hmm. like like the the whole the top top is like you have a kid who's like 611 filthy all right what's your goal to play pro ball 
or mm-hmm. MBA. Okay. So how do we get there? How mm-hmm. can I help you? But at the same time, how can you help yourself? And yeah. that's when the combo starts sparking and then you hold the accountability mm-hmm. of them. So yeah. it's just it's just making them feel comfortable. Like, yo, yeah. I, I'm here. I get paid here, but I'm here to give you my all. Mm-hmm. So if you don't bullshit, I won't bullshit. And if yeah, I yeah. Te- and if you catch me even lacking, mm-hmm. call me out because I'll do the same to you. So now it turns into like a a cool big brother thing or like mm-hmm. you know, but they they understand like yo yeah. I I can trust him. He holds me mm-hmm. accountable. I gotta step up. Mm-hmm. I can speak about girls, um, shows, movies, mm-hmm. hoops. That's what makes people open up and really word of mouth be like, yo, that's that's big bro. You mm-hmm. can trust him. That that next class that comes in, the next freshman yeah. class, the sophomore class, whatever class. Now it's like, yo, I heard about you. Like, oh, who are you? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and now it's easier, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. But that's just what I've learned through the the uh, mental health hospital is just just listening because yeah. people yeah. want to be heard they just don't know how to express themselves mm-hmm. to a point where they don't want to be judged me yeah. personally i'm a lot of sarcastic but people understand that like what i'm asking you there's always yeah. like like a small plot twist mm-hmm. like like i would ask kids like yo is it worth it you mm-hmm. tried to you know run away from here right but mm-hmm. you want to go home. Yeah. But was mm-hmm. it worth it? No. I mean, and, and that's what I asked him. Was it worth yeah. it? Yeah. Little questions, you know, like that will be either in the moment or long longevity answer. Yeah. That's all it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. Makes sense. But it's just at the end of the day, just being a caring person. Because yeah. a lot of people don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't care, but also they're mad selfish. Like, yeah. ridiculously. And selfish. I think I think that's almost my problem is that sometimes I care too much. Like, I, like, we're having this conversation. I've only been on a job, like, two or three weeks. And, like, the first week, I felt like I was failing these kids. And, like, I'm just so sometimes impatient. And I want results because I'm so used to getting results with kids. Yeah basketball wise so quickly that I want results quickly but like everyone else I talk to there's like bro you just got to be patient like you just got to you only been on the job for three weeks and then you're really good at what you do you just got to be patient a little bit and so that's like another big thing is I got to just relax a little bit and, and be patient everything is everything in I guess my metaphor always relate to basketball so mm-hmm. it's like so you can't push the tempo on every rebound if they're already back, right? Like, yeah. So like, at some point, you gotta play half court. Mm-hmm. You gotta control that pace, and yeah. whatever the defense gives you, which is the kids, you use, you attack, mm-hmm. you open up, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but most people like most people don't have a genuine connection to. So yeah, I'll give it like what. Two weeks or so. What is it? It's almost like March time, April time. It gets a little hotter. Yeah. 
you see people's true colors. Yes. You know, you could just you know relate. Like, yo, them shoes is fire. Them socks is fire. The the boom, boom, boom. Now it, it's a vibe. Mm-hmm. And if you set you know that standard of like nice things of how you carry yourself, mm-hmm. that's a, an automatic combo starter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. your presence is felt way before you say a word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's that. Um, what are who are some of the top players you trained or seen in person training? And like, he was like, "Yo, he's he's a real deal." Like, all right, I can see why he's either a draft pick or or um, you know, going to Duke, uh, going to like Kentucky. You know. So I have I have two. That's a good question. I have two. So I did pre-draft one time with. Alex Bazell, who's another NBA trainer, and one oh. was Candace Parker. I actually played really? three on three. Yeah, I played three on three against her, and she. I think she might have like just got off being injured, but I didn't know. Oh, like, okay, okay, okay. I didn't know how much she had like a rope. Like she was kind of really like saucing me up a little bit, hand jumpers, and like mm-hmm. we were beating them. We were beating them, and then they started going to the post, and obviously she's way yeah. bigger, and and I didn't realize how strong she was too. So like she kind of awed me. And she was super nice. Like, I always tell people the first time I met her, like, she's like, hi, I'm Candace Parker. And I was like, duh. Like, obviously. (laughs) Like, I know that. And then the other was Kyrie. I helped Kyrie out before he signed in Brooklyn a couple of days. And he he's a super cool dude. He's kind of authentic. The the way he acts in, like, media, that's exactly how he acts in person when I met him in a private gym. But he did some move that I always talk about that I can't really, like, articulate like as far as like making people imagine it, but he did some move where we were kind of going live the whole time and his friend was there helping out. And he did some move where his friend like cut him off on the baseline and he took one step and then like somehow held his balance and jumped to the middle of the paint facing the opposite basket and turned around and hit a floater. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> like, nah, I don't know how he did that. It that, was, it was that, crazy. So like that those, was different. Two, those two, like all me, um, Besides, like, NBA players, uh, probably so many high schoolers that I can't, like – I mean, I've worked with Brian for so long, and I've always believed in, in, in him, so that's kind of, like, an easy one. So I can't really – I don't know as far as, like, trying to think of any other high schooler that I even – I haven't even, like, uh, trained or just seen in, like, game action and just thought they were legit. Um, dang. Uh, probably, like – I hear a lot right now about Jalil King, who's in at Newburgh. I heard he's like the real deal, um, and I heard he's a super, super good person. What? I didn't, I um, what AU team does he play for? I'm on uh, Newburgh Panthers, I think. I want to see because, like, I think I was playing at uh, the um, Armory one time, and like it was a bunch of young pups. Yeah. Came in. I mean, I was still, I was cooking him, but yeah, he was like six, seven, six, like six. Um, that's probably I, I, DeAndre. That's probably DeAndre. Yes, yes. Yeah. And like I was like, oh, 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 I said, yeah. yeah. And like at that point, I knew how. Like I'm nice, yeah. but that's when you can just tell like younger talent just gets it. Like yeah. they understand it. Like yeah. it's a, it's a one. Like there's no too much dribbling. It's a 
boop, boop, boop. Yeah. Counter, counter, ah, rack. Like, yeah. like there's no in-between. So shout out to him. Mm-hmm. But can we can we speak on when you first met Brian versus like 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 what'd you see in him from the first day of training, helping him yeah. versus like obviously now he's probably gonna be like all American, I think. Yeah. Um so he when I when him and I first met it's funny because we butt heads like a lot. One because like to give him credit, he's he's really smart. Like he knows the game of basketball a lot better than probably most of the people that coached him. Like even now, I still call him and like we have debates. They're not arguments anymore. We have debates or like I call him for help sometimes just on things. Like he's really smart and he knows the game really well. And he's always known the game since he was younger. But like sometimes he just butt heads because he just wasn't working hard enough. Like uh. he was a he was a city kid. And he moved up here, and he kind of had, like, that city swag. Similar to the way I was, he didn't trust anyone, and he just yeah. wanted to work out at his pace. So, like, we always butt heads on that. Or sometimes he would show up, like, late, and sometimes he didn't have a ride, so I understood. But, like, just stuff like that we used to butt heads on. But, like, as we, like, both matured in it, um, we both, like, I've obviously gotten really close. Like, he, I call him my little brother, and we talk pretty much every day. And, and like, he's – like, I've always – like we've always talked about him just going division one at first and like everyone, like we really, really, really blocked out the noise of everyone saying he's just a division two prospect. He's not good to play division one. We really, really blocked out the noise on that. Cause that's like easy to listen to. And we kind of yeah. stuck and we, he kind of stuck to it and I helped him through it. And now he's gotten a bunch of division one offers. So now our goal is, is to play professionally NBA, hopefully, and get drafted. So that's something that we're, we're really trying to block out the noise again and get him to that level. But he's just like, our relationship now is awesome. He helps me out a lot. I help him out a lot. We don't really, not that we don't butt heads. Like we still have debates about things and things we agree on. We disagree on when he's playing. Like I send, send him film edits and he responds back to him. But he's really like, I always say he, he's like kind of like, the standard like I always tell kids like the story about like last winter one time he showed up late to a workout and didn't like text me tell me he's going to be late he just showed up and he was lucky that he was working out with another girl that was already there and she waited for him so we worked out but I was like dude like you know better like you can't show up late and like the next for the rest of the winter while he was home he like the next workout he showed up two hours early the next one he was an hour early like he was never late again and I always yeah. say like bro if I can hold a division one prospect who can leave our gym at any time and go train with another trainer. If he's, a, if he's allowing me to hold him accountable to things like that, like anyone else should be able to do it. Cause I have kids that come in that aren't even division one prospects, which is that the level doesn't matter, but like, he's the standard, you know, like even sometimes like recently when he was home, we had two parents come in the gym and he didn't say, uh, he didn't say hello to him. He just walked right by him. So I made him take his stuff off and go introduce himself. And he did it like without, question you know what I mean so it's just like he's a standard and he he I always tell him he like kind of makes it really he makes my job really easy because I don't have to I mean I had to tell him that day but there's not a lot of times I have to tell him to do things like that and if I do have to tell him it's not a big like emotional outburst from him he yeah does it. yeah I actually I knew Brian when he was I think like a, a young 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 pup because uh because Doug Mm-hmm. Would play in um, he playing a bunch of you know, CT leagues um, proams and stuff. Yeah. So and 
I'll never forget this. I think it was at Foxwood. It was like a um I think Legends I think it was like the first year of a Legends Never Die tournament. Um, okay. At a Foxwoods. And and I've seen Bryant in the past. He was a little young. He he was one dimensional. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, he's he he might be good once he figures it out. Cause yeah. he was like Westbrook. Like mm-hmm. he was just a straight shot, a little strong dude, body yeah. body, you know, mm-hmm. but he couldn't really shoot. Mm-hmm. But in due time when you know you you learn, you learn the game and what you know you can and can't do. So we have Foxwoods. And he did something like he did like a in and out at half court. Yeah. And and he just like one dribble took off and all that. Oh, I I don't I I I I don't remember you doing all that. Yeah. And and then after I told Doug, I'll tell Doug, he he he's gonna be like like the future. And and Doug said yes. And then after that, it just like built up like a whole rapport because I'm not like I never hated on any kid, whatever yeah. situation you're in, and it looks similar to probably mine. I'm gonna reach mm-hmm. out to you. I'm a if not, I'm gonna help you. Yeah. Don't don't you know do this um do this potentially if you yeah. want want to use my quotes or advice, that's fine. But you can never say I stirred you wrong. Yeah, I always tried to you know to help you. So um, and then all of a sudden I see him now, and I'm just like proud. Like I'm seeing the whole timeline. Like oh, he got an offer, 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 and I'm yeah. just like yo, y'all should have been doing that. Yeah, yeah. Like, but <laughs> yeah, but but you know I keep my comments to myself, but I always like you know reach out like yo, this is tough. Mm. Nice move finish here uh, you know um you know i'm not always watching but you know i'd be watching <laughs> yeah you know um life yeah. is crazy yeah that i mean and that's why i tell people like and i'm not trying to toot my own horn but like and he, me when he was home me and him had like a big conversation about this and he was like and i mean i asked a bunch of players and but me and him had the conversation in person and he was just like you're like i was like what am i really good at like i want to hone in on what is it that I'm the best at or like I can be the best at? And he was like, you're really good at taking players that are unknown that no one knows about and turning them into something. I was like, what do you mean like that by that? And he was just listing off players. He was like me, for instance, like, I mean, I was always good, but like, look at like what we developed, you developed me into. I was like, all right, that's true. I was like, you're really the only one, but then he continued to list players. And like, so like (laughs) a player now, like who I poured into a lot, like Ben, Apollante at at um where is he? he plays at James O'Neill like all like when I tell you this kid was riding the bench last summer I mean last year last season and like I was like listen Ben you're doing everything I'm asking you to do you're you're rebounding you're, you're not shooting it that well but you're rebounding well like all only thing I could tell you to do now is be the biggest cheerleader on the bench and when your time comes your time comes and this year like all last all summer we worked on uh, his shooting and I we I just preached to him like he just texted me actually yesterday the message I sent him I was like every every time he would text me I'll text him back and say you're gonna average a double double you're gonna average a double double and like he just texted me all his stats and he's averaging a double double you know what I mean right. so, like taking a kid and like even Brian like his no one no one really knows his story because they all see the end po- product but 
his sophomore year when he played varsity, he had a total of 11 points. Like, he didn't mm. play a lot, and he wanted to transfer, and I didn't allow, allow him to transfer, and we stuck with it. And then he goes off, and he's a third option that year, and he scores 40 twice in his junior year. Then, he's the, then he brings his team to the state title at his senior year. So, like, things like that is, like, I, that's what I enjoy the most about player development, as someone would ask me, is, is taking – because anyone could work with the five-star and say they developed them and say they got them Division mm-hmm. One scholarship or – like, that's easy to do, and it's easy to say. It's easy to reach out to those people and get them in a the gym. But, like, I really take pride in, like, every time someone comes in our gym new and I go, like, this is going to be a project, I take pride in that. And and yeah. so, like, I enjoy stuff like that. And I think that's my favorite part of, of doing – I mean, I like impacting people in other ways. Like, we do Christmas stuff and stuff like that. But basketball-wise, that's probably my favorite thing is, is impacting someone that no one knows <laughs> – and taking them and making them a household name.